bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. It is great to be back. Um, I don't know if you know. You think people can tell when I travel? Yes and no? Okay. So I was out of town last weekend, and I was in the wonderful, sunny state of Delaware. Yeah, I won't be rushing back, but I have fun. I have fun. So did my show remotely. So it was it was pretty cool and um, had a lot of time to think, you know, flying there. And so in order to get there, you had to fly into Philadelphia and then drive 76 miles to Dover. And then coming back, you had to drive 76 miles to the airport, drop off a rental car. And then get to your plane that changed. This is where your your gate is. Oh, no. Your gate changed to here. Oh, no. It changed to here. The second and third time it changed, I was in a different terminal. So I was a little peeved by that. Um, And then I got there and the flight was late because y'all ready? Well, this is a different airplane we were going to take to Milwaukee. So we got to put gas in it. Wait, what? So you only fill up enough gas to get the plane to where it's going. And this plane was going somewhere on the eastern seaboard. So y'all didn't have enough gas in it. So now you had to go put gas in the actual airplane. That kind of freaked me out. That kind of made me go, hmm. 
What are we doing? But I wanted to talk about something and ask a question that I am 95% sure either will do one of two things. Take up my entire show or die on the vine in one segment. So my question, and I want it from a purely theological point of view, where is the black church today? Now, I know people will argue and say there is no black church or white church. There's only a church, Christian church. But I beg to differ based on the point of view that one takes as it relates to Christianity. And I don't think it's a negative. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think, I don't believe um, that it's a terrible thing to have a discussion about. There's the evangelical church, right? And then there's the black church. And I look at those two, not to say that the black church is not evangelical, but when you look at the black church, there are, there are I dare say, three denominations within the black experience that gives us the opportunity to worship Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that is the Baptist Convention, right? National Baptist Convention of America, right? Different iterations of America, Baptist Convention, USA, all that. But Baptist, there's the Church of God in Christ, Kojic. And there is the AME Church, the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Those, those are the three denominations that predominantly um, hold the black experience. And so when we look at that, the evangelical church, and, and I'm by no means a biblical scholar, so let, let's get that. But when we look at the evangelical church, we look at some things that we hold in common with them. There are four things that I believe we hold in common with them. Conversionism, right? That you need to be converted. You know, you need to be saved or however you want to say it. Activism, you need to work. You know, mission field, take care of the homeless, take care of the poor, all that. Then there you have to be basically a biblicist, right? You need to understand and read scripture. And then four, what's known as crucifixism in that you need to recognize and understand the death, burial, and resurrection, the crucifixion of Christ. Kind of basic for most people who say they're Christian. Um, there are other things in the Bible that you should follow in terms of if you're mainline Protestant denomination, right? Basic stuff. Not going to get into it. People can argue semantics, but they're just basics. But one of the things that seems to be missing is that many of the schools and many of the places that teach Christianity, it's taught from a profoundly historical, mainstream, white male-dominated version. 
And the black church is always looked upon as not being legitimate by virtue of the fact that you have to have credentials and you have to have all these things that are created by white evangelicals to say who's legitimate and who's not. And that's what's kind of stuck in my craw. Why is that? Because this same evangelical white church that decided that we're all the same and that everybody can be saved and love this and love everybody, um, support the police, support government, pray for your leaders, all those things that we're supposed to believe and all the things America was made on, rejects a social gospel. In other words, it seems like white evangelicals talk about the Bible about us, but they don't include us. Now, not to say that I need to be included in the white evangelical church because I don't, but just the fact that there's, there's not a social gospel, and I don't mean social as in liberal social, but social as in shared, that all of the legitimate anything that has to do with Christianity seems to come from white males. And I'm not saying they're not legitimate. I'm saying, and I'm asking, is there room on the cross for us? So when those things like racism, injustice, all those things come about, I have to see how does the black church function in relation to evangelical or just evangelicalism, period. How, how does biblical text fit into my life when I'm a black male or a black woman than when I'm a white male and a white woman when all of the things that are told that are important in Scripture reflect white society, white culture, white demographics, white evangelicalism, and not black? And when those things take place, social upheaval, racism, injustice, murders, the white church was completely and totally quiet when it came to George Floyd. Racism, injustice. I guess maybe they thought they did their job when Martin Luther King and they they marched with him and that was it and they were done. Rarely have I gone into a predominantly white church and heard them talk about the issues that plague black America, black cities, black neighborhoods, when they say the Bible is for everybody. Shouldn't that concern you? Why do we stop at the authority being given to government and pastors and everybody else? But when it comes to my neighborhood, They're quiet. 833-212-1017 is the number. I I often wonder. I, I often wonder what we would do. What would happen if everybody black actually read their Bible? 
Because personally, I think one of the most powerful things we can do, one of the most powerful things we can do is to get caught reading while black. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. If you got anything you want to email, hit us at host. At 1017thetruth.com, you can hit us on YouTube, um, Smoke Signals, all kinds of things. You name it, we're right here. So, I'm just being upfront with the whole religion thing. No, I'm not being upfront with the religion thing, the Christianity thing. Um, what I'm not going to do is is discuss different religions and Islam versus Buddhism, and I'm not doing any of that. I'm talking about where the black church is today and looking at some of the disconnects between the white and the black church because it's so difficult to find yourself. Now, I'm, I'm also seeing it in black churches where some black churches have become so, um, and I guess it's because of training, right? You know, if you get trained at a white church, theological seminary and you're trained and look at white historians and and there are a good number of uh, phenomenal theologians who have graced the halls of schools throughout the country that are black um, but I think it comes down to are you in a place where you don't worry about what someone else thinks about you or they always think that you're less than because it's black or that it doesn't agree. Like these, these are the things that are important scripturally when in fact in other instances, there are things that are different in the black church in the black home in the black neighborhood that are more important than some of those. And I think there's this disconnect, just like HBCUs. There's a significant disconnect, which I don't really care about in either, that the black school is less than a white school. Now, on one side, it disturbs me that people believe that. But on the other side, I don't really care if people believe that because I know the power of a historically black college and university and what it can have on a black boy or girl or man or woman and how they deal with it. And so when it comes to the black church, I sit and I listen to places and, and I watch all news, CNN, Fox News, Fox Business, CNBC. I watch it, Bloomberg um, uh, everybody, ABC, NBC, CBS. All right. But when I sit and listen to people complain and talk about they don't understand black theology or black liberation theology, it's almost insulting 
that they wouldn't take the time to understand the point of view and what in scripture resonates with black people. What makes us go to church? Why we are so heavily, we are one of the most, if not the most churched culture in America. 833-212-1017. What, 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 are, what are your thoughts? Where's the black church in the world today? And any questions? What, where is it time for the black church to step up and start doing what it used to do? We wouldn't have civil rights if it weren't for the black church. We wouldn't have many of the schools that we have right now if it weren't for the black church. Wilberforce wouldn't be sitting there if it weren't for the African Methodist Episcopal Church. So what are we doing? How do we move this forward? Making sure that we take care of all the things that are going on in our community. It's going to have to start with the church. The problem is, not a lot of people go to church anymore. Not a lot of people believe the church can give them what it is that they need. It seems they'd rather march and fight and burn stuff down than to pray. It seems we only follow prayer when folks don't want to do nothing. But then when they want you to do something, faith without works comes into play. And so I can, I can see the, I don't know if I want to call it a dichotomy, but I can see the differences between why people go to church and why people don't. I hear people talk about organized religion and non-organized, and I always wonder, what exactly are you talking about when you say that? Like, what, what exactly do you mean, and what is your beef with it? What is your beef with the black church, right? My beef is that when I look out in the world, I don't see them. When I look out with the issues that are going on in the black community, I don't see them. And that disturbs me. And I see the majority of the values that black people have leaning more evangelical or predominantly white, you know, the rah, rah, love America, that kind of thing. But it's not taking care of the issues that we have in our community. It's not taking care of the lack of things and it's not showcasing the greatness of things. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. What I'm not going to do is have people write in text, call, and bash the church because that's not what it's here for. We're not, we're not here to bash. We're not here to, you know, your personal biases and issues with the church and all that. But we'll, I'll read it but and I'll address it, but that's about as far as I'm going. Does the church get funded by the government? No, it does not. The black church does not get funded by the government. It's a not-for-profit. It's a 501c3. It's a religious organization. There, there are tax uh, ramifications for and against being a black church or just being a church, period, being a religious organization. So, no, it's not funded. 
Are there programs in the black church that the government funds in order for the black church to get work done? Sure. But it does, doesn't fund the, the running and the upkeep. And, and to be honest with you, separate entities have to be created in order for a church to do that type of thing simply because um, we have a doctrine of separation of church and state. Some people take it too far. Some people don't take it far enough. But by and large, there's a separation. C.R. No said black church is a business and strictly that. No, it's not. No, it's not. And it's unfortunate that you believe that. It's unfortunate that you think that. I can't change your mind, and I'm not going to try. I'm just saying I think it's unfortunate. It said the black church could do more within our community because many live outside the community they serve or where the church is located. How do you know that? Is that what you heard or is that what you think? See, we have to stop going with what we believe unless we have some information about it. Give me a call with what you think. Where is the black church today? That's what I want to know. Not bash the black church. The church is just a business. That's not answering my question. That's just bashing the church. And no disrespect, but everything that's everything has a business side to it that has to be taken care of in order for the entity to remain viable. Your household is a business. If you don't work or have a means of income, even if it's welfare, SSI, whatever it is, you can't function. So don't bash the church for doing what everybody else does. Don't bash the church for doing what Amazon does and Apple, okay, or Microsoft and B-Gage. Um, it is. So he said, I know what I know. No, no, no. I, I, I get that. But B-Gage is the one that said the black church could do more within our community because many live outside the community they serve. Not, not necessarily so, though. Um. Many churches are where they are by virtue of the fact of where they could find land, right? And so we can't bash a church for being where they are when in any more so than a church that's on the outskirts of the city, northwest side, northeast side, and say, well, that's terrible. They moved up there. Well, they needed more space, and they couldn't get more space in the city. Or a church not leaving the neighborhood in the city because they can't afford to get a bigger space. So it's there, there are there are myriad reasons why that occurs. And, and no big, big a said, I grew up in church. I wouldn't do my mom's like that. <laughs> oh, funny. He said, I didn't, I asked the question. Uh, I grew up in the church. I wouldn't do my mom's like that. I'm going to let that go right now. 833-212-1017. The church is here, and I think it's a, it's a viable place for us to step into and start to look at in a way that's not so. Now, there, there are some people that go so far as to say certain things about the Bible and Scripture and all that, which I'm not willing to go there, so I'm not going to bring it up and cause the fight, the animosity, and the, yeah. But 
I think that there are things that the church should be doing that they're not doing. And we've got millennials and Gen X who literally have gone to church their entire lives and now they don't go anymore. And so I guess I'm talking to you. What needs to change for you to go back to church or does it? Are you forever remote and you'll watch it on your phone and you'll call it a day? Has socialization changed to the point where church has now become a hobby. I don't know. 833-212-1017 is the number. Who am I? I'm Dr. Ken Harris. I'm here to talk to you about Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. This is a time to replace your drafty old windows. Um, last night got kind of chilly. It was down around 55 or so, 50. And so you don't want to do that in the dead of winter. Pella has a great deal going on. Pay as low as $19 a month for windows, $75 a month for patio doors. Installation is free with no mess, no hassle, no issues, leaving nothing but perfect results. Visit PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. 6.99% APR with 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 930 of 2023. Chavik Sports and Weather coming up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Black-owned business give back is back, and we've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter in 2023. Sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity. How do you do that? Visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank, member FDIC. I wish I could get some sun goddess up in there. I tell you, the sun's been drifting away each and every day. We're going to look up, and it's going to be snow outside. It's going to be, oh, my God. This is our second. This is our second. This will be, uh, it'll, October will be one year we've been here. And so this will be our second winter. <laughs> you see what Tim said on the talking text line? Thank you, Tim. Push it, Tim. Thank you. Keep it up. I'll let Mr. Wallace know exactly what you said. Thank you. 833-212-1017 is the number. Thomas said it starts with the pastors and the leaders. Uh, I disagree. I think it starts with us. There, there are some truths that need to be transferred to the masses from the leadership. And then there are some things that the leadership has to be responsible to do for the masses. These are the things we need. These are the things that I expect in church. If it's not there, boop, I'm going somewhere else. Right? 
but we can't water stuff down and make stuff nice so it kind of tickles you and makes you feel good and all warm and fuzzy because that's not what it's about. But somehow we've we've gotten into that. And so some people say, well, you know, you can't take that. I watch people go, yes, I can do it because I'm, you know. Um, but I watch people go to the Islamic church and they have no problems following all the rules. I'm sure some people do. But for the most part, they don't. So why is it they get to be that harsh, but entities in America bash the Christian church and talk about all the history and all the violence and all the things in it? But we don't talk about other religions that have violent past, violent todays, right? We just pretend like it doesn't happen. We only bash Christianity. And I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. If we're supposed to respect each other, respect that too. Don't tell me I can't say anything against um, um, men or women or LGBTQ or tall or short or those with mental health issues. But when it comes to the church, you get to rip it apart, say anything you want about it. And if somebody challenges you, you want to get rid of them. I say no. I say, if you can talk about the church, the Christian church, we can talk about anybody. You don't have to do it in a degrading way, but at some point, be respectful. But stop this, this, you can't say that. We don't want to talk about that. My issue is with the differences and how the black church responds to its community. But then when our religious leaders, our Christian leaders are talked about, they're, they're dismissed because they don't meet your, your um, ecclesiastical standards, your hermeneutical standards, you know, have questions about exegesis, all those things they don't like. Oh, you know, it's not, you don't follow, you don't, you don't discuss this, you don't have... What are your credentials? You have a doctorate in this, and have you taken Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's okay. But then when you use the Bible, like Holy Spirit, teach out things, bring out things to remembrance and all sorts of things, then people go, oh, well, that's not really what it means. Right, because that's my issue. The Bible has to mean what you think it means because it reflects your culture, your standards, your way of life. But when it comes to all the social injustices that occurred in the world and the white church never spoke up. When it came to taking advantage of those white, those, those social injustices, white churches never said, hey, stop. Pretty sure many of the people that were in the white churches made money from slavery. And sharecropping, where the black guy or woman never quite made enough money to pay their way out of. Like, think, think about sharecropping. You are a slave. You paid for me to be on your land. Then, when slavery was over, you said, oh, well, you got to go. Beat it. You're, you're free now. 
oh, you need some food and somewhere to live. Oh, you have to work for it. How much does it cost? I'm just using an arbitrary number. $20 a month. Oh, look, you ate $30 this month, so you still owe me 10 so you got to keep working. And you want me to pay you back for you losing me as a slave. So I decide to become a farmer on your land that you take the majority of the food, you make the majority of the money, and I never quite pay you off until I die. Those same people went to church on Sunday, used that same Bible to support slavery, but that's okay. And then today, when everything in society says, well, it has to reflect this or else it's not legitimate, that's a problem. 833-212-1017 is the number. David A. said, amen, brother. I mean... What was his name? Jeremiah Wright. Everybody ripped Jeremiah Wright. I am disappointed in former President Barack Obama when he distanced himself from Jeremiah Wright. Taken in context, you have to understand what Jeremiah Wright was talking about. Now, did I agree with how he said it? No, but the context of his message was a social theology. And I sat and I watched black and the majority of white evangelicals bash him, even though he has a sound biblical education, um, because they disagreed. You can disagree with how, but I find it interesting that the sin of white people has to always be overlooked and forgiven, but the sin of black people is literally blown up and put all over the paper to see. Oh, he used the word. No, put it in context. But that never happened. And President Obama distanced himself from him. Unfortunately, his words were proven correct. So, 833-212-1017 is the number. Tim said that's part of why Gen Z and X are staying away. They do not want to be called out for their sins to repent. But you need to be. Like, that's the whole point. I think part of it is it's we want a smooth life where no one tells us we did anything wrong and no one has anything and we don't have any bumps in the road. And that's not how life goes. I want the bump to happen as early as possible where you can handle it and work your way through it. And then I'll show you how to make it easier. But you still got to have the bump. And so if you don't want to be called out, and I don't think you're called out. But anyway, they are used to getting a participation trophy, but the church is still calling sin a sin. And that's and saying everything is okay if you feel like it. Yeah. I guess people want to be patted on the head and told they're okay or they're like everybody else. Or you go and you hide what you are and who you are. And so I guess if you don't feel welcome, why would you go? If you don't want to get beat up, why do you go?
And B. Gay said no real accountability. Accountability for who? The people or the leadership or what? Where is there no accountability? The only person that you're, that you're accountable for is you. You're not responsible for a whole anything. The person, the individual is responsible for them. And I think where we missed it is that we treat some sin as worse than others when in fact it's not. Well, why does it have to be a sin? Because that's what the Bible says. But nobody wants to really talk about it. Nobody wants to really explore it. Nobody wants to really argue it. Because we treat people, right, Christian folk treat people that say, I don't believe that and here's why, as if they're a pariah and they don't know what they're talking about and they're crazy. Because nobody wants to have an actual, real conversation about what the church really needs to do. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, um, I'll answer just that. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-10. Hmm. Hang on. I was typing something and in the middle of talking, I went, er, and then I got distracted. And then I got, so the four, the three children that were missing for three days, Milwaukee police is saying that the children were found An Amber Alert was not listed. And I was trying to explain to somebody the other night that, that they kind of have an idea of where the kids were. But anyway, three teens, this is from TMJ4.com, three teens who were missing for three days after they were last seen leaving Benjamin Franklin School were found safe on today, according to the original statement from police. They were trying to find the three critical missing kids since Friday, September 15th at 221, when they walked out of school. Amber Alert was not issued. Um, they believe that they had an idea and they were doing what they were doing. And uh, as usual, the Milwaukee... A sensitive crimes division um, did their job, came through, and found the kids. Also, on Wednesday, I believe the 27th, or is it this Wednesday, 21st? What's, today is the 20, 18, 19, 20. Anyway, um, I've got some folks coming in from sensitive crimes to actually talk about missing kids and missing things and what you should do if someone's missing and what are the things you should actually have for your kids while they're kids in case they go missing? 833-212-1017 is the number. Al, you are on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Well, I want to say hello and thank you for taking my call, and I hope everybody's having a good day. I'm having a great um, day. Awesome. Now, I hear people talking about sins and things of that nature, but one of the, my key things is, is why would anybody sin be anybody business considering we all sin every day 
you know, I understand, well, you know, if you kill somebody or whatsoever, but why would one person's sin be a hindrance, a liability, or a detriment to anybody when you have your own? But who said that? Who said that it was a detriment or a liability? Well, I'm just talking about in life because, you know, we have a lot of religious people who are always saying, well, this, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that, you know, and I'm just, you know, just throwing it out there because we know how some religious people, some religious people can overdo it, you know, and I'm just trying to put it in a way where it's not offending anybody because at the end of the day, none of us is perfect. None of us is pure. Right. But that doesn't, but does that mean we don't say anything about it because we're not? Well, I say there yes are, and no. If you uh-huh. go on, if you if you if you want to see the greater, fine. But you might have those people; they might like the sin, but they still might have a hard to go, you know. Or you have those people who say you're, you know, you're sinning, but you can't count on them for anything. But they are some of the most evilest people who grace the earth. So I'm just saying, why would one person sin? be anybody sin when we all sin every day. I don't know if that's the case. I I, I don't know if anybody's making it anybody's business by saying it's wrong. I mean, why are we making drinking alcohol or smoking a cigarette anybody's business, but yet we have commercials and ads and all that on, on the evils of that, drug use, everything. Why is it okay to do that, but it's not okay in the church to say something's wrong or something's bad. Well, well, we have to understand when it comes to, well, let me say this, when it comes to some churches, everything is built on something that Sosa has supposedly existed before all of us got here that has not existed on earth today. And a lot of times those people in that church cannot prove one burial site of all these people who got them walking on eggshells of what's going on today. How's that work? It doesn't work because you're dancing around how you really feel and what you really think. And so, um, well, I'm just, I'm and, just trying and, to give, and, and I don't think, and I don't think Christian people are so sensitive and crushed that if somebody said that they didn't believe it or they thought it was a fairy tale or something, they're going to roll into a ball well, and die. Well, I put it like this. Some of them, or I say a large majority of them, Live for a fairy tale because they live. They live for a fantasy. If that's what you believe, that's fine. I happen to think that you are categorically incorrect. Well, you maybe think that, but my question then goes to that: Well, if they're so-called Christians, then why do they sit around and watch their family suffer? But a person who comes in trying to do everything. What do you mean they? Be specific. Because you're only responsible for you, and I'm only responsible for me. So to transfer. to, well, to transfer that and see other people and why don't they do this, you're as bad as they are because you're com- you're complaining about them doing what they're doing. They have well, a right to well, do it or not do it, just like you do. Well, my thing is, okay, prime example, I help a lot of people, but everything is always, well, why do you help them? And first thing they want to say, we good old-fashioned Christians. And then I say, well, if you good old-fashioned Christians, why do you let your family suffer? But you questioning me why I find value in somebody who have your last name and your bloodline, and I'm neither one. That's all. Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. 
I I I see the logic. I don't see the generalization of those people and all those people, right? People are individuals, and so I don't know if one person can do something or even a group of people can do something, and then I can extrapolate across everybody. Isn't that what they do to black people? Oh, look, CTV, there's a crime. See, black people commit crimes, all of them. They all are. That's how people treat us. Watch it the next time you walk down the street and you're by yourself and three or, three or more people that are black are walking towards you. How do you feel? Are you content in who you are by simply walking past them and saying hello and keep walking? Are you afraid they're going to rob you or do you cross the street? Because that's really what it comes down to in the end. But I just use that as an example. 833-212-1017 is the number. Avery, um, I'm going to have to hit that at the... uh, I think the social political, yeah, we're going to have to hit that in the five o'clock hour because you got a long treaty here. Um, yeah. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. If you have anything you want to hit me on the email, hit me on the email. Anyway, hit me by email, host at 1017thetruth.com. We're live on YouTube. Come check us out. Top five at five coming up. Maria's giving me that look like you better get off so you can go do this. So that's what I'm going to do. 